Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Dinner and a Show. I am always your host, Tom Bland, and with me I have my friend, Justin. Hi. Uh, tonight we have kind of a special thing for you. We actually went to two sort of restaurant-y places, and we saw the animated film Deathstroke Knights and Dragons. Uh, for the restaurants, we went to a little pre-dinner dessert at a little place called downtown Syracuse called the Ice Cream Stand. And afterwards, we had dinner at a uh, like new within like two or three months restaurant, uh, Three Lives, uh, which is like an arcadey kind of restaurant, like mixed with an old school '80s vibe arcade, which yeah, was awesome. It's very nerdy, very cool. Uh, so we'll we'll start by talking about where we went play, uh, first, which is the ice cream stand, which is on it's also on Clinton Street. It's it's like two blocks up from uh, Three Lives. Uh, it sprung up to my knowledge. I don't really remember it from too long ago. I think like two or three years ago. Um, they have a lot of, uh, hard, uh, serve ice cream, soft serve ice cream, and they do other stuff like what you had, which was... I am mad I don't drink soda anymore because I love root beer and I love ice cream and I remember root beer floats. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're amazing. They're so good. <laughs> um, I just went with classic soft serve vanilla because I didn't want to fill up too much before dinner, as I had also eaten at another restaurant like only a few hours ago. <laughs> uh, but it's it's nice. It's it's a quaint little place. It's pretty tiny. They've got like a uh, little andorotic plastic chairs outside you can sit in when the weather's nice. Um, uh, yeah, tonight tonight was it was like the what, low sixties. Yeah, yeah. Um, and literally right pretty much as we finished up our ice cream, we got a call from the restaurant saying our our, our uh, booth had opened up. So we went over there. Um, Three Lives is also on Clinton Street. Um, ironically, it's all, like right across the street from Funkin' Waffles. Um, and it is a mix of a restaurant and an arcade, unfortunately, due to the global pandemic going on around right now. They're not letting anybody play the arcade games. so disappointing, but I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, they had TMNT, and I really wanted to play that. Oh, yeah. They had so many good, like, old-school arcade games. They had, like, Burger Time and stuff like that. Like, I could not believe it. And, I mean, they even had a Simpsons arcade game, and I didn't know that that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I think I vaguely remember it. Did you ever go to, back when Destiny was Carousel, the Cyber Station arcade? Yeah. I yes. think I think that's where I remember it from. Okay. I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's why I remember wrong. I mean, The Simpsons, I remember, had an arcade game that was called Crazy Taxi. Yes. Yeah. Oh, fuck, Crazy Taxi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take me back. Um, But yeah, it's got a whole bunch of retro arcade machines. They had TMNT, Galaga, Joust, that Simpsons won. Um, I think there was a Street Fighter cabinet over there. Mm-hmm. Um. Which, even though you can't play the games, which is a bummer, there's still all the TVs, instead of being, like, sports or whatever, it's all, they're all, like, people streaming games. Yeah. Um, which, I, video game streaming, watching it, anyway, has never been my thing, but I will admit, it was pretty cool. Like, there, one TV was uh, the new Avengers game, which just came out. Uh, I'm still not sold on that. Uh, <laughs> but another one was the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake, <laughs> oh, that, which, that <laughs> take my money. <laughs> Uh, still waiting for that Thug 3 game, guys. Um, so that's, it's just fun. It's like a whole different vibe. Um, everything's like neon and like purple and blue. Um, the, the menu has, it's broken down into like, at least for the alcoholic drinks, it was like, 
potions, like, power-ups. Yeah, there was, there was uh, the alcoholic ones. They had, like, pop potions, mana potions, stamina potions. <laughs> and from what we saw, we didn't drink any alcohol tonight. I I did I did enjoy that. Um, it's kind of a bummer I don't drink sometimes because there's little cool things like that. Um, but and the, even the menu, all, all the the food is like puns on video games or not puns, but like video game references. Um, I got the sweet chili cuckoo wings, <laughs> which anybody will know is the cuckoos from <laughs> Zelda. Uh, and Justin, you got what burger? I got so it was aioli, garlic, um, caramelized onion with all different kinds of greenery in there. It was delicious. It was super messy, and it's exactly how you want the burger to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't have any of the burger, but um, it certainly looked good. It definitely uh, looked like something I would want to try. Uh, my sweet chili cuckoo wings. Uh, I know I like sweet chili sauce from. Uh, eating stuff, uh, like I usually have that sauce on my shrimp when I dip it, and so I've never seen sweet chili wings before, so I thought, okay, I'll give give sweet chili wings a try, and it was delicious. The the sauce itself was very nice and thick. It wasn't too much. Um, It uh, had a little bit of that that spicy bite at the end of it, like I love, uh, but not too overpowering, Uh, and it was pretty cheap. My wings were 11 bucks. And I don't know how much your burger. Um, it was like nine, and then I got these. Uh, oh, yeah. Like yeah. A, a side called Pachos. Yeah. Uh, those were yeah, they looked pretty interesting. They were like weird tater tot thingies. Um, but yeah, definitely if you're ever in the Syracuse area and you're, I don't think you necessarily have to be a video game fan. It's just a fun little restaurant slash bar kind of vibe to it. Uh, I'll definitely be going back there. Um. It's so close to where we work too, so like it's not even out of the way of anything. And they're open pretty late till midnight, so if you're a night owl like us, it's perfect. Oh, yeah. All right. Um. So that was the food, and now on to the film. Uh, we watched the animated film, uh, which is done by the CWC, uh, Deathstroke: Knights and Dragons. Uh, it stars Michael Chiklis as Slade Wilson and Deathstroke, um, and a bunch of other actors I am unfamiliar with. Hold on, while I pull up the Google machine. <laughs> <laughs> spell that would help. There we go. Okay, so it starred Michael Chiklis as Deathstroke. We had Sasha Alexander as his ex-wife Addie Kane. Chris Jai Alex played Jackal. Faye Yamada played Rose. Griffin Powtu played Joseph Wilson or Jericho. Uh, Colin Salmon, uh, who some people might recognize from his run on Arrow season one. Maybe he was also briefly in season two. Um, he played uh, Billy Wintergreen, Delbert Hunt was Bronze Tiger, and uh, Panta Mola, uh, Mashla was Lady Shiva, who anybody will recognize as a recurring Batman villain. Um, and she's kind of a badass. She is, and I, I was kind of bummed that she didn't get to be more of one. She she still was, but it's tough when you're a normal human being fighting people with superpowers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this film serves as kind of an origin for Slade, and then its own story. I, to the best of my knowledge, it, it clearly references several Deathstroke storylines, but it, I don't think it's directly based off of any of them. It's kind of like, um, almost the greatest hits of, like, Deathstroke's origins and backstory. Yeah, it, it, it 
there were a lot of things that they had, but there were some things that they didn't have. Like uh, Grant, his other son, he was nowhere in the storyline whatsoever, which was a little weird. Uh, I think really they just did it because this was a one-off movie and they just wanted to keep everything kind of streamlined. Because um, for fans of Deathstroke um, and like Teen Titans stuff in general, um, you'll remember that Grant Wilson was the original Ravager who Rose later becomes in the comics. Um, but I think, yeah, just for, like, simplicity's sake, they just decided to not use Grant. Yeah, and they're, I, they, they didn't really touch on why he lost his eye. Because originally in the comic books, he loses his eye because his wife shoots him in the back of the head and takes his eye out. For a and, reason that will become relevant as the movie progresses. Exactly. Um, but so we, we open up um, on a beach with Deathstroke uh, washing up uh, after a couple waves. And uh, he gets, you hear this kind of story, he starts to tell about uh, Knight and Dragons. Um, we then cut to uh, Deathstroke in a hotel room in some Latin American country. Uh, his wife calls him. She thinks at this point he is a businessman on a trip. Uh, his son, uh, uh, Jericho, or, well, sorry, uh, Joseph, still at this point, <laughs> wants to, him to read him a story. Um, they have the same book. Uh, it's just, I think it's literally just called Knights and Dragons. And, you know, it's about this, this land that's besieged by dragons and a knight comes and he slays them all. And then he rides off into history and becomes like a hero of legend. And he, he tells his wife, you know, I'll be home after the trip is done and I love you and I'll see you soon. And then as he takes more stuff out of the suitcase, we see the Deathstroke armor underneath everything. Which was great. Uh, it, it was it was that reveal we needed. <laughs> um, it's uh, Deathstroke has always been one of my favorite characters, and there's something about that mask that when it comes out, it's like yes, it's about to go down. Yeah, and and his mask, it like his whole character is really cool. The fact that his mask is only like one sided. There's only an eye like slot on one side because he only has one eye there's just ah, god it's just so cool i love it it's it's fun and i'm about to really go deep dive nerdy here i'm sorry people but uh in the, no, not really. in the new 52 run of deathstroke when they gave him his own solo series they did this weird thing where they because deathstroke's like old he's in his his late 50s early 60s and that old in a terms of superheroes terms not sorry older people out there i don't mean you're useless <laughs> um but wow. <laughs> they they did this weird thing where he got attacked, and then when he, he got healed by some weird mystic monk guy, he suddenly woke up with, like, the body of a 30-year-old, and he was, like, back to being young, and he had both his eyes again. Yep. I didn't like it. Yeah, it, it, it was kind of... I, I, I wasn't happy with the storyline. It, it was just wacky anyway. Um, so, Deathstroke... Uh, assault this military base, and this is the same. It's the CWC had made this movie, which is the same thing that put out the Constantine City of Demons, and this is a hard R movie because when Deathstroke is rampaging, <laughs> there's no other way to put it. When he is just rampaging through this base, he is just headshotting dudes, dicing people into little tiny meat cubes with his sword. One of one of my favorite favorite parts of this entire movie is he literally yes. Dices a bunch of people into a bunch of little cubes. A bunch of guys run in and they see a rain of blood just kind of like fall on him, <laughs> covered with blood. And they all just like, uh, we're gonna go. And they they run away. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, see, the movie definitely 
posits Deathstroke as less of a villain, which he originally was when he first showed up, and he's more of an anti-hero. Because were he a true bad guy, he would have killed those three dudes as they ran away anyway. Oh, yeah. But he just was like, all right, whatever. They're not my problem anymore. Um, also, I will say the animation of this movie is gorgeous. It's like you, it, it, it looks fine, but once like the action scenes really kick in, oh, yeah. it's gorgeously stylized. It's I, I think it's the exact same animators who did City of Demons. Yeah, because it, it looks very similar. It is really similar. I'm, I'm sure it is. I, I'm like the DC animated department really hits it out of the park like every time. It's so good. I also wonder because it also um. The last couple of animated DC Universe movies, I didn't watch the newest one, uh, Dark Side War or whatever. Um, uh, but Apocalypse? Yes. Yeah. Um, Justice League Dark also looked pretty similar. Oh, yeah. To those I, 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 like, I, I want to say that like Justice League Dark, Apocalypse, and City of Demons were all part of like a... Uh... I don't think City... I think City of Demons might be its own continuity. I think, yeah. I think they're... I think City of Demons and Knights and Dragons are their own like little CW things. But for sure, like... Um, Justice League Dark and like Apocalypse and uh, those oh, are yeah. part of the share. And Apocalypse was dark. I'll have to watch that crap. again. Yeah. Or watch it for the first time. Um, so yeah, he, he rampages through this like Leroy Jenkins, just giving, <laughs> giving no shits because he's got, you know, superhuman healing powers. Um, I will say though, one thing that kind of bugged me, his armor seemed pretty shit. Like when he gets shot with like an AK in that beginning, like yeah. the bullets go through it and like hit him. Yeah. And I get it; they want to emphasize like how much of a badass he is that he can get shot twice and still just keep rampaging. But like, dude, you're a super soldier mercenary for hire. <laughs> you you have to have better armor than that. Yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> it was like cardboard armor. <laughs> yeah, it's maddeningly inconsistent because there are times when yeah he just gets shot and it goes right through, and then there's other times where like it the bad guy, off. Yeah, the bad guy. In the movie. Attack, and he's just like, nah, bro, my arm's fine. <laughs> Which is it? <laughs> Speaking of arms. Oh, yeah, we're gonna get there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he comes to his base, he, he gets to the, the head general guy, and he says, yeah, the uh, the president doesn't take too kindly uh, of finding out that one of his generals is plotting against him, and then the general's like, alright, do it, cut my throat. And he goes, well, I would, but, and he pulls out of his duffel bag the head <laughs> of the president who hired him <laughs> to kill this guy. And the general's like, what? 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 I'm so confused. And he's like, listen, under this guy's rule, the country like suffer. He just he the, he just focused on getting rich. He oppressed his people. Yada yada. All these bad things. And he goes, I'm a mercenary, not an idiot. And uh, he goes, of course. Uh, and uh, and then four soldiers storm in. He goes, and of course there is still the matter of my fee. And the general guy kind of gives like the nod to his soldiers, like to kill this dude. And then he just like without even looking, just backhandedly headshots all four of these guys and the general's like well, of course i'll pay you, I pay you. <laughs> um and yeah that opening sequence was like that definitely set the tone for the movie it was really good it was so good the 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 action throughout this uh entire movie was great it was gory it was violent everything that deathstroke should be yeah and they were very careful to like not do violence for violence sake like there like apart from the bad guy like deathstroke wasn't like ever being unnecessarily cruel with his violence like when he was he would just like headshot me bam it's over you know he wasn't like leg shot arm shot he was like torturing people to death or anything um because i think again they're trying to set that tone of like yeah he's a killer but he's not a monster although like i don't know if 
cutting people into little bits isn't considered yeah. torture. <laughs> and to be fair, they're probably dead so fast that they don't even know what happened. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> also, I think it was more like a shock and awe thing, like, look what I'll do to you if you don't get the hell out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but while this is going on, um, as he's rampaging through the space, Leroy Jenkins, uh, back at home, uh, his... Uh, wife and son are attacked by a bad guy named Jackal. And he says, I'm not even, he, the wife, who we find out is his ex-CO, uh, is like, what do you want? He goes, I'm here for your son. And she's like, well, then you came to the wrong house, buddy. And she, like, starts laying a smack down yeah, on this guy. She, she was doing pretty fucking good for a second there. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, but then he, you know, he gets her up against the wall, and he's like, ah, you're out of practice, lady. And he has, like, this weird shot gauntlet thingy, and he hits her with it. And then he Breaks her arm and her leg. Oh, it, it, he breaks her arm by squeezing it. So it shows just how powerful this guy is. And he, he just steps on her leg and, like, crunches oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he goes upstairs, kidnaps little Joseph. Uh, Slade comes home. His house is just, like, destroyed from this brawl that his wife had with this guy. Uh, he, he, like, runs upstairs, she's sitting on the bed, arm and leg still broken. Oh, yeah. And he's like, what happened? And she tells him. Uh, oh, also, he revealed to, uh, the jackal revealed to Deathstroke's wife that he is Deathstroke and not a businessman. Yeah, she's, she thought he was a businessman this entire time, which, good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way to lie to your spouse. <laughs> Husband of the Year points. I mean, there's more to his Husband of the Year shit, too. So. Oh, we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, checkers fast, this man. Um, but, yeah, she freaks out on him, says, you know, this whole time you've been lying to me, you're nothing more than, you're not even a soldier, you're a mercenary, just working for the highest bidder, and he's like, no, it's not like that, and it's exactly like that. Um, uh, and he says, don't worry, Rose, I'm, I'm gonna, or don't worry, um, Addie, I'm gonna get our son back, and she's like, you better, and then you drop him off, and you get the fuck out, because I don't want to deal with this. Which was done. I get a fair reaction. Yeah, I, I'd be done, too. <laughs> um, so, he goes to the meeting location he's supposed to meet Jackal at. Um, Jackal meets him, says that Hive wants to recruit Slade for... I can't remember if they just wanted to recruit him in general, or if they just needed him for a particular mission, but either way, they want him to work for them. And he's like, listen, I'm a mercenary, uh, but you guys are straight up just lunatics who will murder anybody for anything and want all this world domination crap, and that ain't my gig. And they're like, we have your kid. So, it is your gig. You'll do what, <laughs> you'll do what I say, because otherwise we're gonna kill him. And all of a sudden, out of the shadows come Bronze Tiger and uh, another woman who's... Does, I don't think she gets a name. No, I I mean, they, they kind of reveal who she is later on, but, yeah. like, they they didn't really have a name, and I don't know if she has a name, I don't, at least in the comic mythos. Like, Yeah, I, I also am not very familiar with the character of Jackal, if he's even a comic character, or if he's something they made up for the movie. Um, I I want to say Jackal's been in the comics. I know that there's a Jackal there, in there's, Marvel. There are so many bad guys in the yeah. DC universe that, like, I it's so hard to keep track of all of them. <laughs> um, so yeah, they he's like the the fight breaks out with um Deathstroke, Bronze Tiger, and this unnamed woman, and Bronze Tiger's got like these sort of Wolverine claws, yeah, which are fun. 
and they're fighting back and forth. And again, this is great with this very slick animation style. Um, and now we see how Deathstroke fares against people who are more competent than just random militia guard guys. Uh, he's still clearly dominating the fight. But oh, he's gotta be my favorite part. My favorite part of this yeah, entire you fight go, is you go ahead. he ends it. He simultaneously stabs the woman through the chest. And then when Bronze Tiger goes to punch him, he takes his other sword and puts it straight through his fist, up through his arm, out, out through it, out the elbow. And the guy's just like, Ugh, like he he can't move. Like, I, I, <laughs> like stuff that happens to people's hands freaks me out. I don't know why it just does. And when I saw that sword go in and all the way through, I was like, oh, and like my. close fist, close fist god. through his fist. He reversed all the way through. Him. Oh my god, he it was this is nuts, absolutely nuts. Yeah. And then he like with one flick of his wrist. Cuts off his entire arm and simultaneously flings the girl at Jackal's feet. Yeah. Um, it's at this point that a glass cube rises up from the ground. We see that uh, there is some unnamed hive guy holding um, uh, Joseph hostage with a knife to his throat, and I immediately knew it was going to happen because if you if you know who Jericho is in the comics, you know his his deal. But Deathstroke makes a mad dash for the cube. Um, he, like, slices up Jackal kind of bad on the way there, and he busts through the cube, and we see a pool of blood, and then we see the aim, or the aim, wow, Marvel, I just got my <laughs> Aim, hive, I mean, they're kind of the same. <laughs> we see the hive soldier dead on the ground, but also, before he died, he had slit Joseph's throat. Uh, there's some, and they show it on screen. Oh, got, yeah, this, it's very, it's it's something that not many people put into, like, animation, is a child with a slit throat. Yeah. And, like, DC put this out there for everybody <laughs> to see. And I, for one, loved it. Like, it was fantastic. Brutal. I, yeah, I know, it was totally brutal. Um, so Deathstroke grabs Joseph and he says, you're not going to die, you're not going to die. And he makes a mad dash for help somewhere. Um, and... Joseph lives because uh, Jericho's gimmick is he can't actually talk because of his his throat was slit, but he talks through his powers, which he develops later psychically. Um, so after this, surprise to no one, his marriage with his wife ends. <laughs> um, and uh, we cut to 10 years later. Joseph has been sent to this boarding school for like to keep him out of Deathstroke's life. Um, Deathstroke has just gone on being Deathstroke, you know? He's taking missions all over the world. Uh, but then he gets the news that uh, Hive is back under new management, the Hive Queen, and she has kidnapped Joseph from his school. This poor kid just keeps... Just yeah, he, he keeps getting kidnapped. This this kid has the worst luck. Yeah. Uh, so Deathstroke becomes like hellbent on making sure nothing happens to his kid. Um, and he starts like this trail of who done it to like find out where this new hide base is located. He interrogates this general guy. It's not the same general from before, I don't think. Um, who points him in the direction of Bronze Tiger, who's working in some other foreign country. Uh, so we get another Bronze Tiger uh, Deathstroke fight, but this time Bronze Tiger's got a cybernetic right arm oh, to replace yeah. the one that Deathstroke just like blended. Let's not forget um, the one of the guys that he had to go through literally shot himself in the face <laughs> so he didn't have to like go against hive or have to deal with deathstroke yeah it's a no-win scenario no no <laughs> um so yeah deathstroke on tiger round two 
And this time, like, I made the Wolverine claw joke, but this time, literally, like, you see the claws pop out of the Wolverine claw when the Wolverine fell. And I loved it. Um, so, yeah, they fight again. And it's hilarious because he gets him the exact same way. <laughs> he sticks the sword through the arm, up through the shoulder elbow again, and rips it off. And, and you know, um, Bronze Tiger's just laying there like, really? Again? Um, he warns Deathstroke, like, yeah, I'll, t- I'll point you in the direction of the Hive Queen if you want, but you're, you're going to die. And Deathstroke's like, I don't care. Just, you know, tell me where he is. And Bronze Tiger tells him it's like some island in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so Deathstroke gets in this plane flown by Billy Wintergreen, who fans uh, of Arrow might recognize as his ex-partner, who is also in the comics, uh, has worked with him a bunch. Yep. Um, and they're in the plane <laughs> getting ready to leave. <laughs> And they're flying away, and Bronze Tiger's like just sitting there, like I'm gonna get him one day. And as they're going out of the plane, shoots a missile right <laughs> back at Bronze Tiger and just blows him the fuck up. Yeah, I don't think he's getting that chance. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. So you know, he talks to Billy, and Billy's like, you know, it's obviously a trap, right? He's like, duh, it's a trap. But you know, they have my kid, so what am I gonna do? You know, we get to this island. He f- jumps out of the plane. In like a, he's got like a scuba apparatus on kind of deal, um, and he's he's swimming along, and this was this was another just ridiculous action scene. <laughs> I don't know if it needed to be in the movie, but it was still pretty fun. It, it was great. Uh, he's he's going around, he gets like a spear gun kind of thing, shoots by his head, he turns, and you see like a bunch of hive. I said hive this time, not aim. <laughs> um, a bunch of uh, hive scuba guys coming after him, and he pulls out what I thought was a spear gun. It was definitely not. It was some kind of like missile launcher, but worked underwater yeah and he shot it at the guy and he just pink mist explodes in 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 the water and then you see like some of the aim guys just like treading water near this guy who got pink misted and then sharks start eating people (laughs) like sharks sharks, yeah sharks just start coming out of nowhere yeah the shark eats the first guy and then they're like but he's just plowing through he's he's diving and cutting and a, and a slicing dudes in half he cuts one guy and the guy tries to swim away but as he's swimming away a shark gets him <laughs> and you just see like his legs and arm float by and he's just gone um again i don't really know if you needed that but it was pretty cool oh yeah it it it, it wasn't needed but i have a th- i i i'm glad they put it in. <laughs> i have a theory on this though because so the cw seed app is where they put like original content and originally this movie was released in like mini episode chunks of like a couple minutes each. So I feel like they always wanted to have like an action segment in each episode or something. So I'm sure that that was the action segment for an, an episode was that because yeah. they want to you know keep people hooked and interested. So I'm sure that's why we got the shark attack. <laughs> um, he gets out of the water and he comes up to the front door of this base. Basically, it opens up. And Lady Shiva is inside. And I, I was pretty pumped about that because Lady Shiva is a, a recurring Batman villain. And she is like one of the baddest mothers on the planet in terms of like martial arts. And I, I, I for one, was expecting a crazy action scene. Yes. It's, yeah, you're like, it's Lady Shiva and Deathstroke. How can we not get in a throwdown? And she pulls the swords out and she's like, it's ready to throw down. And then he just sits down and like surrenders he's like yeah I, I i don't feel like fighting just just bring me in and she's like <laughs> what 
<laughs> and he's like, yeah, just bring me to the hot cream. That's, that's why I'm here. And he, she's like, oh, whatever. And ruined my night. God, I don't get to have any fun. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. I hate you so much. So yeah, she 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 brings him before the High Queen, and uh, the High Queen is sitting back, masked, and I I had I was pretty confident I knew who the High Queen was. Yeah, same. And sure enough, once the High Queen uh, takes her her robe hood thing down. Um, we see this woman who looks an awful lot like the woman that we see in flashbacks earlier in the movie that Slade had an affair with back mm-hmm. in some other Latin American country. And she reveals herself to be, yes, his illegitimate daughter, Rose. Uh, I think it's different, though, because in the comics, I think she's Asian, not Latin American. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, but it works either way, the way from whatever they're telling the story. Um... And she reveals that, yeah, she, she, you know, he got her mom pregnant, didn't even know, took off. Um, and we don't know exactly at this point what happened to her mom. We know she died, but we don't know how or anything. And uh, we find out that Jackal found her as a child because Jackal survived that first fight with Deathstroke. Bronze Tiger kind of carted him off at the end there. And um, she's, uh, Jackal survived, found Rose, and raised her to be like his ultimate tool because she has inherited Deathstroke's powers um, in terms of his strength, speed, and reflexes. And I think he, she even got his healing ability. Um, and she is now like his right hand. And when they finally do all their mastermindy stuff to take over the world, she'll be like right at his side. Uh, we get again, a glass cube pops up and <laughs> Jericho's inside. Or, sorry, Joseph, he's not Jericho just yet. Uh, he's inside and it's weird because in in this there's a brief montage before the ten years later skip where we see uh, his powers manifest and he like it's it's weird his powers are always kind of weird and nebulous like what he can do yeah he it, it seems like if if it's some kind of telekinesis or like he, he can take over people's minds like he's he's kind of like he's like a weird mishmash of like Jean Grey and then like. I guess Phoenix Jean Grey, really. Yeah, yeah. He, he has like that weird thing where he incinerates like, the notebooks he's writing in. Yeah, he almost has like electric powers, kind of, too. Sort of. Like, yeah, like it's, it's really weird. Yeah, he definitely, he has, definitely has telekinesis. He definitely has telepathy. Um, weird pyrokinetic heat abilities and stuff like that. Um, and he's in this box and it's so weird because I, when, when he says, he starts talking to Joseph and says, I'm going to get you out of here. And Joseph starts responding to him, but you know, psychically Deathstroke doesn't find that at all odd. No, no. He's like, Oh, I can hear him in my head. Yeah, that's cool. That's normal. Did you just know about his powers and are not faced by this? Like, but I don't see how he would have known. No, he hasn't seen him in 10 years. He he specifically said he had no idea that he had powers. But what I want to know is, Rose got like the healing and the strength and the dexterity that comes with um, Deathstroke's powers. Deathstroke's yeah. powers. But for some reason, his son got like psychic powers, telekinesis, and stuff like that. No like, idea. Why? It's so weird because so in the in the original run of Deathstroke, well, not the original Deathstroke, but when Deathstroke was first introduced as a character, he was basically evil Captain America. He yeah. was a U.S. soldier who underwent an experiment that gave him the powers, eerily similar to Captain America. 
Um, I think the only difference is, well, no, I think Captain America has a little bit of a healing factor, but not as upbeat as Deathstroke. Oh, no, yeah, Deathstroke's healing factor um, is way better than but, Captain America. Yeah, he's got his strength and his reflexes, healing factor, and he used to be in the army for a few years. You know, he could have had no powers up until that point. You know, the army did something to him that gave him powers, just like Captain America. Right. But in the new 52 run of Deathstroke, you find out that all that really happened was the army accidentally unlocked dormant metahuman genes within him. So he always had powers, they just weren't active. I didn't realize that that's what they did. In yeah, the in the New 52. Because his, his father in the New 52 is a villain. And his father is also a metahuman. Okay, so they're so, they're trying to tie the metahuman stuff in with like the uh, the Flash and like all of those metahumans. I don't know if that was it. It might have been, but um, either way, like they made Deathstroke's powers actually his powers and not like a super soldier serum kind of deal. Because um, his father also had his father is weird. I think his father had the Deathstroke powers of like the enhanced strength, healing, and regenerative blah blah blah. But I think he also had the Jericho-y powers of, like, the telekinesis and whatever. So maybe that's where oh, okay. it comes from. Yeah, like yeah. A, it's a recessive trait that just Deathstroke never got. Um, I don't know if that's what they went with this movie. We are getting so deep dive into nerd stuff. We're gonna, like, <laughs> I'm going to alienate half of my very small audience already. I'm sorry. Don't leave me. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to talk about comics um, all day long. <laughs> but... That's maybe that's my that's a possible explanation for it. Um, that would actually make sense. I I didn't know that about his father. Yeah, he's only in like a six issue arc because I think they realized it wasn't going to scare a lot. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he he he's he tells he puts his hands up against the glass and then you see in his palm is a little mini explosive and he tells Joseph to get back. Boom goes off. He snags Joseph out of there. Um, they're running. Yeah, going through this crazy hive. Uh, he's slicing the dice and shooting guys. As they're as they're running, he's he calls Billy Wintergreen. Yes. And Wintergreen's like, okay, okay, we'll we'll wait for you outside. Yeah. Um, and they're shooting, shooting, and then they get surrounded. And uh, this is where Joseph goes, I can handle this. And he like does this crazy like wave of energy thing, and boom, all the all the hive guys just drop. And Deathstroke's like, holy crap! Like, <laughs> yeah. what? Okay, my kid's this powerful. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is insane. Anyway, so they, they get to the, the exit, they open it up, and Deathstroke's like, Wintergreen, Wintergreen, where are you? And then, like, the calm thing on his arm shorts out, and he turns around, and you see Joseph said, Wintergreen's not coming. He goes, what do you mean? I, I heard him before. He goes, no, you didn't. You heard what I wanted you to hear. And then the door opens again, but this time it's Lady Shiva and, like, a two dozen high goons with Rose, and... She reveals herself to be. Is this where she tell, reveals herself to be his daughter? I'm pretty sure this is. Oh uh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she she reveals uh, Jericho or Joseph to be yes. her brother. Jericho, yeah, yeah. Um, and that they had some mental connection that they forged when they were kids. Yep. Um, and so, uh, he he like paralyzes Deathstroke, and then the the hive guys just open up on him. Just AKs. Oh, yeah. War. So many. He, he looked and like Swiss cheese. This is where the armor was manually inconsistent. He, <laughs> he looks like the arms are in front of his face. But it's, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> and the, none of the bullets that hit where the arms are, they all bounce off. So it's like that and length, like Swiss cheese. And like, so uh, you're, that's, that's where you want the hard armor, yeah. not in your forearms. Yeah, I mean, I get it. The forearms, I mean, it's cool. You could like block a sword or use it like he did to block bullets to your face. But why not just make the entire suit of armor out of whatever the arms are made of? <laughs> 
seems like a very <laughs> easy fix to your problem. It, it, it's, like it's like the old school joke of like, why don't you just make the entire Korean army look like a black box out of? <laughs> yeah, sure, it's crazy expensive, but do it. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so he falls off the cliff. He's dead, of course, heavy air quotes. Um, and, you know, you see that Jericho, despite, you know, clearly not having the best feelings and relationship with his dad, still kind of feels bad about, you know, turning him to Swiss cheese, you know, with gunfire. But Rose is like, hey, we did the right thing. He didn't give a shit about you. He didn't even know I existed and give a shit about me. So let's just, you know, worry. You know, let's just focus on our plan. And he's like, okay, yeah, you're right. Um, and, oh, they also, I forgot, Rose revealed that she, his new name is Jericho because he's going to bring the walls down, like the biblical walls yeah. of Jericho thing. Um, and so we cut to, uh, this is where Addie fishes him out of the water, right? Yeah. Yeah. So his ex-wife fishes him out of the water. Um, and he, he's <clears throat> like, how the hell did you find me? And she goes, oh, I, I slipped a tracker on you. Cause she went to tell, she's the one who told him that Joseph had been kidnapped again. Yep. And she kissed him at the end of that. And it turns out it was a subdermal tracker thing under his, that she slipped him. And he's like, riddled with he's like still healing up from all the scars and he's like okay well so you remember the time i had an affair <laughs> turns out i have a kid and that kid has got our other kid and, and bad that, stuff's gonna happen <laughs> now they're both kind of bad but we gotta save them like, yeah <laughs> um so they're 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 having an ex ex spouse fight thing and then they agree to work together just to save joseph and then once that's over, he's going to once again just fuck off and leave them both alone. Um, while that's happening, we see Rose and Jericho training. And Jericho's in this, like, isolation chamber. These four hive goons walk in. And he looks at one of them with his powers. And he says, kneel down. And the guy walks up, kneels down. And he looks at the other one. And he, he says, pull out your weapon. And she, like, you see the little blue flash of light. She pulls out her gun. And he's kind of hesitating. And Rose is like, come on. You know, you, you can do this. You, you, you can, we know you can. And he goes, okay, kill him. And she walks up behind the guy, puts the gun to his head. And she's, like, kind of about to pull the trigger. And he goes, stop. And, you know, she's, she doesn't kill him. And Rose is like, why'd you stop? He goes, look, okay, I proved I can do it. She was going to kill him. She would have done it if I told him to. Let's just, you know, we don't, why are we going to waste a perfectly good henchman, basically? Yeah. Um, and Rose is like, okay, fine. But still, let's, you know, get one more exercise, prove how, you know, you can affect more than one person at a time. Put on a show. And so he, like, makes them all fight each other. Except he gets way too into it. Oh, he, he starts to lose his mind. And he starts to take control of his sister Rose as well. And it's at that point where she's just like, please stop, 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 stop. And he totally breaks out of it. And he's like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, um, he, you should mention that before he breaks out of it, though, those four henchmen, the one guy turns on the other guy and literally takes his forehead and pushes it through his the other guy's face. Just the greatest headbutt I've ever seen in my life. Like, almost caves this, fa this dude's face in. Like, Yeah, they, they beat each other uh, to death. They all died. So instead of wasting one good henchman, you wasted all four. <laughs> um, but it's clear that like his powers are unstable still at this point. He's still developing them and, and figuring out how to rein them in 
completely under his control. Um, so Rose is like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I shouldn't have pushed you that hard. We'll, we'll try again later. And he's like, later? And she goes, okay, okay, we'll try again tomorrow. Um, but we only got like X amount of days before we, you know, push for our, 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 Jer I think it's literally called the Jericho plan. Um, uh, we see that Rose has been communicating with the Jackal and she hasn't seen him in over a year. Um, but he tells her that there's no way he's going to miss this, but, you know, the Jericho plan. Um, he's so proud of her, yada, yada. When he found her, she was nothing. And we see a flashback of finally what happened to the mother. Um, turns out she actually, despite not having a father, had a pretty happy childhood with her mom. And then one night she, or one day she runs out into the street after like a balloon or something that got away from her and a car speeding down the road and the mom runs up, pushes her out of the way and then gets boom, plowed over by the, the car and dies. And then Rose has to resort to becoming a thief to survive. And then eventually she discovers that her powers unlock like Deathstrokes did. And we see her like in some underground fight club. <laughs> which was like, whoa. Yeah, it, 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 she's a little kid. She's yeah. what, like five, six. Like, well, I think at this point she was like 10, 11, or 12, but still like. Yeah, a little like, kid. A little kid. And there's, there's she's obviously going up at, against a guy that's looks way beyond her like capabilities. But she ends up like completely caving his face in. Yeah, I, I get that there's some seedy underbelly stuff. But if I was into, like, the underworld, and I show up at an MMA fight, like, some illegal MMA fight, and I see it's one dude who's, like, 6'3", and, like, cut, like, a Greek statue, fighting a 12-year-old kid, I'm gonna find a way to, like, stop that. Because that's fucked up, even by, like, bad guy standards. Yeah. But then, as we see, like, she can perfectly handle herself. But you don't know that going in. Nobody knew she had superpowers. Yeah, no. Um... Yeah, but that that's what makes it worse. They didn't know she had superpowers. That's what I mean. They're like they're like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, she'll do fine. Uh, if not, I mean we'll, we'll, just, watch, we'll yeah. just watch this grown man beat a child. <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah, I've been bored today. Let's see what happens. Um so yeah, the Jackal's gonna come out of his and crowning achievement of Rose and Jericho. Um so we cut back to Deathstroke and his ex-wife and they can find out that they can track Jericho by like his, the, the energy readings that his, he gives off when he uses his powers. So Wintergreen shows up with this crazy, like super plane. They, they're leaving the boat and they get onto the plane. And right as I say, what about the, you're just going to leave the boat there? Deathstroke looks at her and goes, you're going to leave the boat? And <laughs> he goes, oh yeah. And she's Hilarious if the boat had Wayne Enterprises or something on the side <laughs> of it. Steal it from Batman. Yeah, she said she stole it anyway. <laughs> so I would have like, I would have died laughing if it had been like a Wayne Tech boat or something that they'd stolen and what, blown it up. What was weird about this entire thing? They're they're chilling on the boat. Um, Deathstroke is just sitting there in his underwear. Yep. Hey, just underwear, nothing else. They they go from this boat up to this like ship in the air. Still in underwear. Still in his underwear. I'm like. Close, like all of his clothes were on that boat, and they probably just blew up. <laughs> yeah, his his suit though was pretty jacked up at that point. I don't even remember. Yeah, he, using yeah. <laughs> he um, didn't need a new one. They they're flying off to try to track Jericho's energy, and then we cut to it's the big day, right? It's um we actually first we just cut to like this idyllic. It's San Francisco, you know. You can see the Golden Gate Bridge in the background. It's just like this idyllic, peaceful day. And then a jogger looks up and you see a freaking 747 <laughs> just 
just crashes into the side of Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> and attacks. It was the jet hitting the, um, the Golden Gate Bridge. 12 armed gunmen open up in Washington, uh, no, New York City. Yeah. And then the Capitol building has a bomb go off in it. So, like, nobody knows what's going on. There's, like, no demands. There's no nothing. There's just these three terrorist attacks all at once. Air Force One is just staying in the air until they can figure out what the hell happened. Um, the president is like, oh, the, the country needs to be reassured. I can't just be seen hiding up here like some coward. Um, and then the one of his aides is like, no, sir, you have to. we have to keep you safe. Um, until we figure out what's going on, we can't risk it. And then she sits down and she looks out the window and goes, it's so weird up here being the only plane in the sky. And then you see out of the clouds four like these weird looking, almost Star Wars-esque fighters come out. And she goes, or at least we're supposed to be. Hey. You can definitely tell they have like the whole insect trope to it. Knowing oh, yeah. they're like hive ships. <laughs> um, and we see on the lead ship, it is Jackal, Rose, and Jericho, and Lady Shiva. And Jericho or uh, Jackal looks at Jericho and says, "This is it. This is your big moment. Uh, once we get control of the president, we're gonna have him land. We're gonna have him declare martial law. We're gonna lock everything down, and we're gonna start to control the most powerful country in the world." And he looks and he's like, "You can do it, right?" And Jericho's like, "I think so. Yeah." And he's like, "You think so?" He's like, "No, no, no. I, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> Very... I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry." <laughs> um, and. Rose is like, yeah, you know what, though? I think it's time for to execute our plan. He's like, what? And Jericho slams Jackal up against the back wall, slams Lady Shiva down against the ground, and Rose reveals that she's been planning this all along with Jericho, because they actually connected with each other mentally far, far sooner than even Jackal had realized. Yeah. And that no one's ever going to use them again, no one's ever going to, you know, um, abuse them again. They're going to be the ones in control now, running the show. And Jackal's like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> he just he's he's like being held up against the wall, like three feet in the air, and then he's like, <laughs> just just kidding, guys, and totally like blasts all of this like telekinetic energy off of him. He's like, yeah, I I totally made a suit. I I made a suit that you know your powers can't touch, because uh, I knew you'd probably be douchebags in the future. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, this whole time you're ready. I never hurt anybody. <laughs> um, and so he knocks out Jericho, which, you know, Lady Shiva gets up. She knocks out Rose. Um, they're saying, screw it. We're just going to go plan B. If we can't control his brain, literally, we're just going to kidnap him and, you know, do it that way. Um, but luckily, Deathstroke and his ex-wife, Addie, show up at uh, with Billy at this time. Uh, we see that they're getting ready to jump out of the plane. And she's like, she looks at Deathstroke and is like, there's no way you're ditching me on this one. I'm going with you. He's like, fine. You were the best CO I had anyways. Plus, you get bonus points because I've seen you naked. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> and they jump on the plane in squirrel suits and land on the uh, the, the lead ship that has Jericho and Rose in it. Um, uh, Billy gets into, like, a dogfight with the three remaining fighters. But before they take off, the three fighters ditch, like, some troops onto the... the uh, the hull of the ship with Deathstroke and his ex-wife. Uh, this was a fun little fight sequence where, like, because they all have, like, magnet boots kind of things. Yeah. And so Deathstroke, like, dips down underneath a lip where they can't shoot him and then pops back up and just hucks a throwing knife in a dude's <laughs> face. And just, just dies. Again, like, 
no mercy, just totally dead in a second. Like, just one shot to the face, and he's gone. Yeah. Uh, so he drops, um, Addy, uh, I think he hits one of them in the face or something, and he goes down, and then Deathstroke just, like, slices and dices the other two, and that's that. Um, Addy's got, like, this crazy shoulder-mounted rocket launcher thing. (laughs) He blows up one of the planes, uh, and then Billy gets the other two in a dogfight. And so the only ship left is the lead ship that they're on currently. And a hatch blows off, and a little ladder pops out. <laughs> the phantom ladder. Yeah, there's there's no ladder. Like it, it, a ladder popped up out of nowhere to let them in, and then just disappeared. <laughs> um. So we get uh they they go down, and uh waiting for them is Lady Shiva holding uh Rose and Jericho at Chantana Point, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackal comes out from behind the door. And he says, you know, this is it, Deathstroke. So which one do you want me to murder first? And he's like, I'm, you know, I'm leaving here with both my kids. And he goes, no, I don't think you are. And he, like, starts to do that weird chargey gauntlet blast thing again. He points it right at Rose's head. And he goes, how about you say please instead? And, you know, Deathstroke's like, please don't kill my kids. You know, that's not cool, bro. Um, And it's at this point, though, that, um, what is he, how does this happen? I forget how the stalemate ends, because, is it? Rose, like, kicks the sword out of somebody's hand? Somebody does something. I don't really remember. Shit. Yeah, but it all goes sideways, because <laughs> they all they start fighting instead of just murdering the two children. Um, and Lady Shiva and Deathstroke are fighting for a second, and Deathstroke just punks her. And it's tough, because, like I said, Lady Shiva is, like, one of the baddest of the bad on the planet, but she's just human, you know? Um, so Deathstroke's superpowers kind of trump that, unfortunately for her. Um, but then he goes after Jackal and Addy starts fighting Lady Shiva and Jackal's upgraded suit is just like too much though. You know, he's, he's, he's on. He, he swings the sword at him and Jackal just like forearm blocks it and the sword just shatters. Yep. And that's when I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will admit though, the, the next fight between Addy and Lady Shiva is a little bit better because clearly Addy is incredibly skilled and very competent. But Lady Shiva still wins in the end, like she should have. Like, yeah. she gets her through the shoulder with the sword. She's going to finish her off, and that's when Rose jumps in and starts fighting her instead. Yeah. It, actually, that's when Rose literally takes... Oh, no, that's right. Katana. It wasn't a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. just takes the katana and shoves it through the back of her throat. <laughs> it yeah. just comes out from the like front of her throat. You see a katana just... Yeah. Whoop. Hey, how's it going? I'm yeah. a blade. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she died... Um, and yeah, it was quick. <laughs> and just like Deathstroke did, I guess. <laughs> um, and as Jackal and Deathstroke are fighting, Deathstroke is like, "What? What is the deal, man? Why? Why have you made this so personal? Why have you picked me so long? Uh, picked me after all these years?" And Jackal is, you know, wailing on him some more. He goes, "What? You think you're the only one who has a daughter?" And we get a flashback to that fight scene where Bronze Tiger and that unnamed woman, and she just gets impaled again by that sword, and he flicks her at Jackal's feet, and Deathstroke was like, oh my god, she was your daughter? And he goes, yeah, she was. And just like, bang, just wail on even more. Um, and who blows the, the hole in the wall? Oh, yeah, the, uh, Jackal goes to yeah. hit him with the gauntlet, he deflects the gauntlet, it blows a hole in the in the side of the plane. Uh, they get sucked out, Deathstroke catches the edge, Jackal grabs him by the foot, and Deathstroke takes one last look at, you know, his two kids and his ex-wife, and he lets go. And the plane keeps going. They're falling. 
And even as they're falling, Jackal gets a hold of him. And it's just, and they just start wailing on him. Completely. Shit out of him. And yeah, there's another falling. You see Deathstroke kind of like a little himself. Uh, he may not have been a knight like he always wanted to be. But, you know, maybe finally he can be the man that his family deserves. You know, the good father who's willing to do whatever it takes to save his children. And he puts an explosive right on um, the chest of the of, uh, jackal. that blows up. Huge explosion. Uh, Rose goes into the cockpit, just kicks the head right off the pilot. Yeah. Lands the plane. Billy says he's going to try to maybe find them, but he, he says, I, I don't think anybody can do that. Um, we c- then cut to after uh, they clearly haven't found his body. We cut to Jericho packing up his stuff. Um, I think at the, is it at the school? It's somewhere. I don't think it's the home. I, I, I want to say it was the home. Maybe it was. Because, because, um, Oh, yeah, because it was his childhood room, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I remember her telling Rose that uh, this is your home. Yeah. You, you're always welcome here. Yeah, she she tells Rose that she can... Which is a big difference from the comics, because in the comics, his ex-wife hates Rose. Oh, yeah. She, she loathes her to the nth degree. Like, yeah. it's yeah. horrid. And, like... Like, on the one hand, I get it. But on the other hand, like, he's up, lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it seems like they like with morality in question this movie has a lot more morality than a lot of the characters have in the comics yeah um it's tough because like the way she phrases it in the comics is like every time she looks at rose all she can see is slade the time that slade betrayed her yeah and I get that. I I can understand how that that the infidelity can sting even after all these years, especially when there's a literal walking reminder that your husband cheated on you. Yeah. Um. But let's maybe not like insult the kid so much to her face like she loves to do. <laughs> it's like not her fault. Um. And plus, she could also squeeze and pop her head off. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> let, let's just make that kid mad. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> You remember her father, right? <laughs> yeah. Genetically enhanced superkiller. Um, so, yeah, she tells Rose she can stay. Um, Jericho walks outside and sees the moon, and he remembers the story, um, Knights and Dragons, that his dad told him as a kid. And then we see the opening scene we got from the very beginning of the movie where it's the beach, and Deathstroke washes up on shore. And they, it zooms in on his body, and his eyes open, and that's where the movie cuts out. Um, overall, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a cool semi-origin movie, but also being its own thing. Like I said, it references a lot of the storylines without outright just being a particular storyline from the comics. Um, Michael Chiklis played Slade. I couldn't tell it was I him at all. Would never have. Oh my god! Really His he was so so fucking good. Yeah. Um, the voice cast other than Michael Chiklis and um, he. Uh, actress who played Addie, who she's in a bunch of stuff like NCIS, which is my jam. But like she's uh, done she, stuff. She, she played Caitlin. She ended up dying um, in like the first two seasons, uh, like after the second season. Well, now she, I can't watch. Spoiler, uh, <laughs> but you know what? NCIS has been going on for long enough. Oh my <laughs> god! It's so confusing. Yeah. Um, but um, other than those two actors and the Colin Salmon who played Billy Wintergreen, yeah. I didn't know. There was literally. But 
Well, that's that's what's cool though. It's, yeah, it's, I enjoyed it's it. Nice seeing like voice actors actually get work. It, yeah, get work. Uh, <laughs> They're I, not I using it. the same people over and over again. I think it was probably a, a way to keep budgeting down too, to not use name. Oh yeah, actors, but I definitely. Um, uh, I thought Slade got a lot of play here, and they definitely went the anti-hero route, but it was very great because they never tried to portray him as the outright hero. He's a very clearly a messed up guy who's made a lot of messed up choices. Um even though he wants to be a better man. He, he's he's trying, but he's not really succeeding. Yeah, he's, I, I, I just don't think he's built for it. <laughs> and he admits that. He's like, my dad was a soldier, his dad was a soldier. I was a soldier. It's all I know how to do. It's all I know how to be. I can't change fundamentally who I am. Um, but over, yeah, overall, I thought this movie was really cool. It wasn't overly long. It had tons of action to keep you engaged. Oh my god, so much action! And it was, was so much action, so much gore. Like I, I will tell you though, <laughs> if you are a parent trying to decide if you should let your child watch this movie, don't, don't, don't. Unless your it's, child especially is like, that scene where his kid gets his throat yeah. slit. You don't, you don't actually see his throat get slit. You just see the you, aftermath. You see the aftermath. You see his, like, throat open and, yeah, like, no, trying no. to breathe. Like, like, if your kid's, like, 17, 16, whatever, like, that, they might be able to handle this movie, but, like, don't let, like, 10 and 12-year-olds watch No, no, definitely not. Um, I haven't watched any of the extra features yet. I will definitely check those out, because I do own this on Blu-ray. Soundgarden, once again, saving my butt, because they have everything <laughs> I ever want to watch. Sponsor me. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I I give this movie a big thumbs up, and I think any DC fan uh, would love this, even though it, like it's not necessarily interconnected with other DC animated stuff. Um, that is this episode. We talked about Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons. We went to uh, that ice cream stand, and we went to um, Three Lives Bar slash Arcade slash Restaurant. Uh, if you're ever in the Syracuse area, definitely check them out. They're open until midnight, like I said before, so great for night owls. Um, not a huge restaurant, though. We did have to wait a little bit, but it wasn't overly long. Um, and that is all I have for you guys this week. Uh, I'll be back next episode. I uh, hope you have fun. As always, you can find us on our Facebook page, Dinner and a Show. We are on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Um, leave a review if you would be so kind. That's great. Helps us out. Share the, share the show. Tell your friends. I think we finally figured out this damn mic issue. It's just a weird positioning thing. Oh yeah, it it, it took it <laughs> took us a little while to like figure out. But thank you for listening and have a good one, guys.